Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. This may be the conversation that starts a fight. I didn't want to start a fight, but we might as well. There's no such thing as a black national anthem. Right? I just, just, just so we're all perfectly clear. There just, there just isn't. I don't know why this is a, a fight or, 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 or a thing or anything else. It keeps coming up. I, I, I'm being asked about it about from, from cable news outlets. What? There's no such thing as a black national anthem. I understand that the NFL is is pushing it. I get I get that point. I understand that they want to play it before games because they're also going to play the national anthem. And now, they're, what you're satisfying everybody? This is the 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 division. That's what this is. This is just the pure divisiveness in society. And it isn't coming from people based on the color of their skin. It's coming from people who are ideological. That's the story. That's what's happening. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Good to be with you. Very happy to see that when you take a look at Biden's tax plan, People are calling it what it is, which is spying. This whole idea that the requirement applies to all businesses and personal accounts from financial institutions, including bank, loan, and investment accounts, with the exception of accounts below a minimum threshold or flow of $600 or a fair market of $600. What does this all mean? It means that in order to make sure you're paying your fair share, holy cow, they love talking about the fair share, don't they? In order to make sure you're talking about your fair share, they're going to monitor bank accounts and see flows. And if you have over $600, they're going to see what's going in and out to make sure you're accounting for every dollar. That's some violent stuff. These are some violent folk. Right now, President Biden is speaking. Let's take it to him. The review and determine the boosters for the Pfizer vaccine. Others will come later, maybe, I assume. But the Pfizer vaccine are safe and effective. They've had all the data they need. And last week, they laid out who is eligible for those boosters for now. You're eligible for a booster if it's been six months since your second Pfizer shot and if you fall into one of these categories. People over 65, which is hard to acknowledge, um, adults, I'm only joking, folks, adults with certain underlying health conditions like diabetes and obesity, and those who are at increased risk of COVID-19 because of where you work or where you live, like healthcare workers, teachers, first responders, grocery store clerks. If you fall into these categories, you're eligible for the booster. Now, I know it doesn't look like it, but I am over 65. I wish I <laughs> way over. And that's why I'm getting my booster shot today. The booster line uh, is uh, if you're fully vaccinated. The bottom line is that you're fully vaccinated and you're highly protected now from severe illness, even if you get COVID-19. You're safe and we're going to do everything we can to keep it that way with the boosters. But let me be clear. Boosters are important. But the most important thing we need to do is get more people vaccinated. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. 
over 77% of adults have gotten at least one shot. About 23% haven't gotten any shots. And that, uh, that distinct minority is causing an awful lot of us, uh, uh, an awful lot of damage for the rest of the country. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's why I'm moving forward with vaccination requirements wherever I can. On Wednesday, I'll be traveling to Chicago to talk about why it's so important the more businesses are instituting their own vaccine requirements. We know that to beat this pandemic and to save lives, to keep our children safe, our schools open, our economy going, we need to get folks vaccinated. So please, please do the right thing. Please get the shots. And uh, it can save your life. It can save the lives of those around you. And it's easy, accessible, and it's free. So text your zip code to 438829. That's 438829. Or visit vaccines.gov to find a vaccination location near you. We can do this. Get vaccinated. Thank you very much. Now I'm going to get my booster shot and uh, right here. And the major is going to give me the shot. So Joe Biden going to get a booster shot and show America how he gets a booster shot. Good news is after a shot, he gets ice cream. No, wait, hold on. Wait, that's just in. He always gets ice cream. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. He is wrong, of course, about the idea that, uh, as he has stated uh, before, that it's the unvaccinated that are causing us a problem. If you want to make the argument that you have more unvaccinated people in hospitals, I'll agree with you on such a thing. I will absolutely positively agree with you on that. I, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with the vaccine. If you're not, that's cool. I don't ask. When I see a friend, right, I'm, I'm in the local cigar lounge or I'm doing whatever. I don't ask, you know, first, hey, before anything, are you, are you, are you, are you vaccinated? I don't ask this question. I've never asked this question. I don't, I don't worry myself about it. Because if, if I'm vaccinated, I've got nothing to worry about. If I'm unvaccinated, I made a decision. I believe in people making decisions. Huge, huge fan of that. By the way, one problem Joe Biden has here, he wore the button-down shirt. But you got to get, when, when, you, when you get the vaccine, if you've, if you've ever seen where people get it, it is high, high up on the arm. You can't roll up your sleeve that high. You can't roll up your sleeve. That, that's difficult to get all the way up there. So they're having a little problem with it. But uh, he's, he's, he's getting the shot, and it's going to plunk right in. I don't know if he's going to cry or not. And there he is. That's President Biden getting the booster right there. Very, very excited they are. Now, the way they look at this is they, they look at, at this event, and they say to themselves, this is a good way to get people to get vaccinated. I have zero issue with the president or a governor doing anything like this. Because this is the utilization of the bully pulpit to move your message. Trump could do the same. Obama could do the same. Bush could do the same. Clinton could do the same. Of course. Zero issue with this. No problem with the utilization of the bully pulpit. I have a problem with force. And you'll notice Joe Biden said they're going to do everything they can to force people to get vaccinated. 
including, including getting businesses to force their employees. Every part of this is wrong. Every single part of forcing employees to get a booster shot is wrong. Completely and totally wrong. Forcing people to do this or your job is on the line, you lose your job, is, is ugly as sin, is despicable. And business owners should, should know this. Business owners should be told this. And they should be told it not only from their employees, they should be told it from their customers. Force is wrong. Now, there are people who go out there and tell you how, how good and important it is, and thank you for forcing everybody to be vaccinated. I feel so much safer. Well, go the other way. Go the other way on it. And be very, very clear about the idea that you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate the concept of force. You don't think people should be forced into getting a vaccination. You don't think people should be forced into doing something that they may oppose, but they do it because, well, they have a family to feed. That's really ugly stuff when, when, you, when you look at it. Of course we should be opposed to it. Of course we should say, we don't want it. Can't get me down with this. And yet Joe Biden, he's, he, he's never as happy as he is when he's saying, you have to do this. It's a moment of pride. This is a very different thing that we're seeing. Two different views of, 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 of America right here. Two very different views of America when we see this, this, this pride in forcing vaccination. It's not what we should be, uh, be, be looking towards. It's not what we should say to ourselves, you know, this is, this is of great value. It's not of great value. It's, it's an obscenity. It's an absolute obscenity. Now, uh, Jen Psaki is supposed to have a White House uh, briefing. I don't know if she's doing it or not because Joe Biden got the shot. Have we seen her up there yet, Producer Ari? All right, I don't know if she's going to do it today or not. I, I, there's a part of me that wants to start bringing some of these press briefings to you. At least in part, maybe we'll you know, engage commentary uh, about them. We can get into what it is that we're hearing and then, and then share it because, well, what's happening is just madness. We can catch the lie as it's happening. Well, then we can do a much better job of confronting it. This is, this is my take. This is where I'm at. So I'm, I'm going to start bringing more of those things directly to us so we can, we can get into it and we can engage it. But I do have more on Jen Psaki. I wanted to share that part uh, about Biden and more on Representative Ocasio-Cortez and the Iron Dome. It was a bad week for her. It's about to get worse. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz.
Trump had a rally in Georgia. From what I hear, it went very well. But some people have a problem, and the problem is, is that behind Donald Trump, there were some black men wearing shirts that say blacksfortrump2020.com. I didn't go to the website. I have no clue. I, don't, I wasn't about to bother going to the website. Wear whatever shirt you want. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Blacksfortrump2020.com. Well, this has got some people very, very, very upset. They, they, they took to, to the Twitter box, as they have been known uh, to do. And I wonder how much they wrote. I wonder how much they paid the people with Blacks for Trump t-shirts at his rally. And somehow, they always sit behind him, almost like it's staged. You don't know that they stage who's behind the president? At every single rally, Republican or Democrat, you don't know... You don't know what that that's insane. Come on, we're all we're all smarter than this, right? We are all absolutely positively smarter than this. That it's clear Clear as can be that these things are staged. Well, of course they are. Obama did it and Trump did it. Please. Someone then somebody else wrote, "It's stupid to think that so stupid is that he really thinks those crackheads he took off the street and put T-shirts on that say blacks for Trump is going to fool people of color to vote for his racism." So if you're a black man and supports Trump and show up to a rally. You're a crackhead. And then, of course, the ever popular um, uh, tweet from uh, the uh, most whitest of white people. Well, at least she looks white in her photo. Who knows if that's real? Blacks for Trump is like Jews for Hitler or rapists for Texas. What the hell, man? How often have we said it? How often have we said it? If you're black and conservative, you're not really black. If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay. If you're Jewish and conservative, you're not really Jewish. This is who these people are. This is what they do. Constantly and consistently. By the way, the person who tweeted this, Mayday Mindy, has over 100,000 followers on Twitter. Can you imagine putting something out there like this? Trump shamelessly stages Blacks for Trump behind him at Georgia rally because you know he's so inclusive. This from a former executive at NBC. Then there's this. Oh, oh, forgive me for starting a fight. But I must what I must, what I very, very, very must. The tweet reads, seeing blacks for Trump trending and also seeing people act appalled as if black men didn't vote for Trump to the tick of like 10%. Why? Some black men love money more than integrity. Some black men 
love guns. Some black men like power like white men have. Some black men dislike LGBTQ. All right, maybe I misread this tweet. This tweet comes from Ebro. You may not know who Ebro is. A radio host uh, in New York. And a big deal radio host in New York. He also does work with Apple. And full disclosure, uh, the company that he works for out there is managed by the company that I work for in Indianapolis. So, you know, I, myself or Ari should be getting text messages anytime. Some black men love money more than integrity. It's an interesting argument to make that somebody who is black and supports Trump has no integrity. Some black men love guns. Or some black men understand the importance of engaging their Second Amendment rights because they're American and don't see themselves as black men, although they see themselves as black men. You get my point? The idea that somebody who is black somehow has a, a natural aversion or opposition of firearms is a weird, weird thing. Some black men like power like white men have, and some black men dislike LGBTQ. Well, okay. I, I don't mind power, and there are clearly white people who have more power than I do, and there are clearly black people who have more power than I do. I have eyes. I can see these things. It's an interesting statement. By the way, people who are black voted for Trump, of course they did. They didn't buy into the whole racism thing. They're not going to buy into this, this, this nonsensical statement. I can say to you, I have heard jokes President Trump told uh, about Jews. I didn't think some of them were funny. He told them at the Republican Jewish Coalition, I didn't think they were funny. I don't think the man's an anti-Semite. I also don't think the man's a racist. Never felt that way, still don't feel that way. But some people are going to continue to push those talking points because after all, that's what, you know, are the talking points. I think the biggest story here is, man, a lot of people still talking about Donald Trump. Economy is terrible. Inflation is growing. The border is a mess. We left Americans to die in Afghanistan. China is on the rise. Iran is still Iran, by the way. But you want to talk about Trump. How about, you know, focus. Let's focus on Ocasio-Cortez. And she can't escape the bigotry that is her. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today. Watch me take a good thing and mess it all up in one night. Catch me. The tease is out for season four. Of Stranger Things. And I don't know whether I'm completely just thrilled because I love the show or freaked out by what it is uh, that they're putting out there in into the world. Uh, it's a very, it's a very strange, very, very odd teaser for the show. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Did you know Netflix has its own event? called to dumb I guess that's supposed to be like the the Netflix sounder dum dum to dum I guess that's how they they call it uh and so they they talk about shows it's like their own comic con from Netflix they've created their own world 
So teasers out. You can look for. Have you seen it, producer Ari? I've seen them all. Have no? Have you seen the new tease for Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah. There's more than one. Oh, I mean, there were a couple that came out over the past year, but they were like little little snippets. Oh yeah, yeah. This I've was seen the first like, trailer. Yeah, but it was it was only like a little over a, a, a minute. It's I'm, I'm gonna watch. I think they've done an absolutely spectacular job with it. Then there is personal little weirdness of mine. And I see these stories come up from time to time, and usually it involves Bill Gates. I'm like, yeah, I've got issue with this. And this is the story of, let's say you've been successful financially in your life. Do you leave that money to your kids? So we've heard about people like Bill Gates and other people who are like, I want my kids to earn it. It's not right that I just leave them this giant amount of money. So I'm just going to give it all away and they're going to, you know, they'll get some money, but they'll have to be, they'll have to work for themselves. And I look at that, I listen to that, and I say to myself, I think that is insane. I, every time when I allow it to kind of move through my brain, my reaction is the same visceral reaction These people are out of their heads. This brings us to Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper will not leave his son an inheritance. Now, you know Anderson Cooper is a Vanderbilt. But they want to make the argument over there from from, uh, New York Post, page six. Anderson Cooper inherited less than a million and a half dollars from his late mother's estate. But that's not actually true, now is it? Because having the Vanderbilt name opened a tremendous amount of doors. Having the Vanderbilt name got him opportunity for CNN. I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. I fully understand, fully understand that you have a a name, you have a family connection, you've got opportunity. That's just the way of, of, of the world. I am not shocked nor surprised by such a thing. I'm not bothered by such a thing either. I'm just I'm just not. But the Vanderbilt name allowed you to amass what is estimated to be $200 million. He made $200 million just by being a CNN host. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to breathe deep. I'm going to think happy thoughts. I'm just going to you know, I just going to find some some serenity, and everything's going to be okay. Ah. Oh, you see, he makes more money than I do, but it's not like he amassed $200 million from working at CNN. That's that's just not possible. You know what? This isn't working. This isn't working. I need something a little bit better. From Television City in Hollywood. There we go. Oh, that's relaxing. You see, it's going to be all right, Tony. It's going to be just fine. It's $200 million. Anderson Cooper has $200 million, and he's not even going to share it with his kid. Nope, I'm still angry as can be. I am like Michael, so militant about it. Don't you think that's a lot of money to, like, give a kid, though? I only hope I can give my kid that much money. That would, like, I, ruin them for life. You No, it would ruin you for life. What? How dare you? How dare you make that kind of blanket, nonsense, garbage statement? It is that kind of thing that makes me sick. 
Yeah, there's so many rich kids that turn out so well and don't die from overdoses. There are so many rich kids that turn out so well and don't die from opiates. What the hell is wrong with you? Look at the numbers. You are engaged in absolute speculation, absolute stereotyping, and it's gross. I won't have any part of it. Let me tell you why I want to leave it to my kids. Because I absolutely want their life to be easier than mine. And I cannot for the life of me understand why you would want it to be tougher. The argument that you want your kids to know how to work, to know how to have an ethic, I believe that is extremely important. But I do not believe that actually comes from the economics. That comes from whether or not your children or whether or not yourself, whether or not you have purpose, whether or not you you have a... a Something you want to achieve, something a, 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 a belief in yourself, a belief in something greater, a belief in a in a value to the world. Now, I think that when there is a mass amount of money accumulated, that there are guilts that are associated with that. And very often those guilts turn into things that are liberal or leftist things, I should say. I should call them leftist things. I do indeed oppose that, and I understand why that happens. And again, it comes from not properly helping your kids through the thing. That I was able to amass X number of dollars, which I have not yet, does not make you better than anyone else. A conversation that is a very, very important one to have. Rather, it is an opportunity for you to be able to say, okay, I don't have to worry about these things. But what is it that I am about that moves me? Do you think that it has to be about creating your own wealth? That's the thing that moves people? That's the thing that, 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 that sets people on a course of something good and valuable? Of course not. There are plenty of people who have never accumulated mass wealth who have done amazing things. They may not have been things that are financially successful, but they are still things that are good and decent. So the idea of being good and decent isn't about the amount of money in the bank account. That's what's so wrong with this. That somehow you can't make something of yourself if the dollar is there. This isn't true. That is a lie. That is garbage. I cannot bring myself to even come close to finding a value in that. Because what that is saying is we can excuse the other thing. Which is, how are you a good person? What is your purpose? What is it at the end of the day that drives you and moves you? I will tell you a story. And a story that I believe to be true. And you can make the argument that it is nothing more than sour grapes. But understand how many things that I am doing. I put forth to you that if I was more of a host who engaged in 24-7 Trump, as opposed to a conversation about purpose, I'd be on more radio stations. I'd be on more radio stations. But if I did that, I wouldn't consider myself doing something that has a purpose, that has value, of doing the, the show and engaging the conversations that I find so extremely and very important. I get it. I absolutely positively get it. I think that is true. 
I was talking about this 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 hit I did on Fox News. It's me and this this Democrat and talking about the border, and I I, I think they they want to talk about how Biden is funding the border. Stop it. The issue here is whether Biden is going to protect the border, and that answer is clearly no. But but I didn't yell and I didn't scream. And producer Ari, you were very happy about that. You were overjoyed about that. What? I'm not I'm not yelling at this guy. Oh, for, I love for, when you don't yell. Right. Well, yelling gets you noticed. Getting you know rough and tumble and, and going for the dig gets you noticed. Having a conversation like a rational person, people claim to love it. But it doesn't get you 120 stations to syndicate on. Now, I say this as the Cigar and Bourbon Show, Eat, Drink, Smoke, is now over 70 stations across the country. So while my my political syndication didn't go where I thought it was going to go or where maybe I wanted it to go, other things have done great and the videos are going fantastic and th- things are terrific. Happy as can be. It's going well. And while I'm not making Anderson Cooper money, which, again, drives me nuts, I I will admit, I don't often think about what other people do or what other people make, right? What what he makes has zero bearing on what, what, what I make. But the idea that Anderson Cooper makes more money than I do, that that Chris Cuomo makes more money than I do? Oh, hot damn, that drives me nuts. But if I amass $200 million or $2 million, I'm going to be thrilled to leave it to my children. Absolutely, positively overjoyed to leave it to my children. I want to. Because I would like for them to focus on other things. Knowing how to work hard is great. Working hard is extremely important. Do you you have to eat the ramen? Now, this is a conversation of street versus blood, uh, but that is, of course, uh, a conversation in the mafia parlance. Right? People who get into the family via the street. Well, it's a lot tougher than people who got into the family via blood. They were just born into it. And the guys who are usually, you know, blood into it, um, they're, they're thought of as weaker, right? Because they didn't have to do things. Or it's thought of with a bit of disrespect. And sometimes they have to do things to earn the respect. And then that could sometimes be a thing. But it comes from not having a sense of self. You know, some of those family businesses where the son takes over for the father, the daughter takes over for the father... They also got the most education on how to do the thing. That's not true every time, but it is true often. They were there for the conversations, there for the meetings. They were there with dad on this, there with mom on that. And so therefore they were able to get an understanding and a connection and an appreciation that brings a value. I'm not going to say no to that. And there's also times people come out of nowhere and they work their way up to greatness. I don't think we should insult the people who, because of family, got opportunity. I I don't understand why I would do that. It doesn't make sense. Some people call that privilege. I'm telling you one of the reasons I work my ass off is to be able to give them 
When, at what moment did, in the American dream did it become, I'm going to work like crazy not to give my kids a better life? What the hell is that? But we equate better life to them being softer, them being weak, or them being lazy, or them being incompetent, or being drug users. And I don't do that. Because there is more to it than how you make your damn money. There's far more to it. Who you are as a person, how you engage decency. What is your purpose and the very concept of a purpose-driven life? Doesn't matter how much money you have or how little money you have. Without that, you ain't got nothing. But another conversation for another day. AOC, Israel, and the bigotry she's trying to hide and failing miserably at. That's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. So as we now know, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, 14th District of New York, didn't want to provide a billion dollars in funding to Israel for the Iron Dome, which protects all the citizens of Israel, including those who are Muslim, including those who are Arab, including those who are Christian, including those who are gay. She didn't want to do that because Rashida Tlaib didn't want to do that because Ilhan Omar didn't want to do that because Ayanna Pressley didn't want to do that because Andre Carson didn't want to do that. This squad... That is, to its bone, anti-Israel. And you could say to me, well, it's a policy issue. Well, no, that's Thomas Massey, the congressman from Kentucky, who doesn't believe in foreign aid. But when you have Rashida Tlaib calling Israel an apartheid state, you understand that it's not about policy. It's about a hatred of Israel. Well, Ocasio-Cortez, she wants this billion dollars pulled out. And then it got pulled out. And then, of course, with Congress being Congress, somebody else was able to stick it back in somewhere else. And then the vote came. And the vote was 420 yay, 9 nay. One was Thomas Massey, the Republican. Eight of them were members of the squad, Tlaib, Omar, Andre Carson of Indianapolis, who always seems to support people like Rashida Tlaib. He supports Louis Farrakhan. Uh, really bad guy with bad friends, as I see it. But not voting was Representative Ocasio-Cortez. Instead... She voted present. And she was the one crying. She voted present. She didn't vote on it. Coward is what people are saying. And she wrote a letter to her district. To those I have disappointed, I am deeply sorry. To those who believe this reasoning is insufficient or cowardice, I understand. You understand? You think that works? Let's make sure we understand what happened here. You don't believe Israel should be able to protect and defend itself. You befriend people who are bigots and really prove your own bigoted bona fides. After all, you do hang out with Jeremy Corbyn, the well-known anti-Semite out of the UK, who destroyed the Liberal Party out there. Because of his bigotry, people left the party in droves. But you didn't vote present because you're a coward. You vote president because you're a politico. Not president, present, sorry. You voted present because you're a political creature. This is New York, and she has an interest in running against Chuck Schumer for Senate. And when she gets the chance to run for Senate in a few years, she doesn't want to have this vote against Israel, so she votes present. 
So no matter which way she twists and turns, she's either a bigot or she's a political hack. You choose. This is what she's done to herself. She failed wearing the dress, the whole uh, tax the rich dress, fell on its face. She looked terrible. Not I'm talking about how she physically looked. I'm talking about the optics of the thing. Like the fool that she is, continues to fail on policy and didn't even have conviction to be the bigot that she either is or associates with because she wanted to run for a higher office. Bad week for AOC. Good. Couldn't happen to a worse individual. Well, there are worse individuals, but... Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.